personal log, Earth date, May 27, 2019. The balance. Is SpaceX wearing itself too thin? It seems the balance of the space industry has shifted and SpaceX has experienced setbacks in its commercial crew development of the Crew Dragon. A few podcasts ago, I mentioned my theory about the balance of science. There's theory and practice. Use both, but usually favor one over the other. SpaceX leans more towards practice, and NASA leans more towards theory. I'm a big SpaceX fan, partly because their approach just makes more sense to me and we all win if they succeed, and partly because when I was midway through my aerospace engineering degree, I would work on the. I, I was thinking I was going to work on the space shuttle, and then the U.S. government retired the space shuttle program. So, no, I'm not. I'm not bitter. But since I already spent a good amount of time talking about how NASA's general approach to human spaceflight is not balanced. Let's talk about SpaceX's imbalance currently. We'll go through a bunch of things that SpaceX is working on slash dealing with right now just to kind of explain the enormity of the things that they're involved in, and this does not cover everything. First, SpaceX had a Crew Dragon anomaly on April 20th, 2019. The investigation is still underway. We haven't heard anything, which is both good and bad. If it was really bad, we would probably hear about it right away. The fact that we haven't heard anything probably just means they're working on a plan and they don't want to say anything until that plan is something that they think they can reach. That's my guess. The anomaly happened on the launch pad when the Draco engines had just been fired. They did what they were supposed to do. The test was working just fine. Everything looked great. And then, right before the Super Draco engines were to be fired, the crew capsule exploded. So luckily no one was on board and it was testing. That's the that's the good thing about this is that it happened during testing. It didn't happen when there were humans on board and they caught it in this scheme that NASA has set up to make sure that something is uh, the strategy that they've set up to make sure that something is human rated and that it's safe. We caught it in the test. That's good news. <laughs> and this is where you can argue that more work needs to be done. And that's a potential flaw in being all practice. You know, if, if you want to move super, super quickly, but you didn't have a full enough understanding of the physics and the design, then something like this could happen, um, but in a worse position. So again, uh, disaster avoided, it was caught in testing. And for me, if this was the only thing that was on their plate, if this was the only thing that SpaceX was working on, I would feel like this was a non-issue, they'd figure it out. But then we also have Starlink, which actually was a major success. It was launched May 23rd, uh, May 23rd this year, and it had 60 satellites stacked on top of each other in the fairing, and it was the heaviest launch for that SpaceX has ever done, at least payload-wise. The Falcon 9 from this mission was successfully recovered, which means it was a thrice-flown Falcon 9, which means it's been launched and landed three times and safely recovered, which means potentially, I'm not sure what their plans are, but potentially that first stage could fly again. There's also a lot of really cool videos and captures of amateur astronomers and, and people who are, are putting their uh, sights up in the sky to catch the Starlink train as it's going across the sky. It looks amazing. It looks crazy. It's not going to look like that for a long time. So it's pretty cool to see the satellites slowly rise in their orbit as they go into position. And you can see it as a giant train. It's amazing. So go check that out. We should have details in this episode's description. And the other thing about Starlink is that it's helping provide a global high-speed internet for everyone and that's everyone around the planet that's especially the people that can't get it and are in the areas that don't have access to the internet so this is a very noble cause it looks like everything's working it looks like they've got the approvals and the go-ahead it's tough to say why do this now when everything's in place and if they don't do it now who will 
And then if we move to Starship, the Starship was slated to test earlier this year, but a bad storm knocked it over and they had to work on it again. We did see a tethered jump on the launch pad where it only went up a little bit. Elon Musk put that up on Facebook, on Twitter. And SpaceX has decided to have two teams of SpaceX work on a Starship A and a Starship B parallel to each other. And we'll see what they learn. Can they both achieve? Is one approach better? Who knows? But we're going to learn all those things. And it's a pretty cool way to do engineering, especially within your own company, having them race and compete for the best one. That's awesome. And I think my major focus of imbalance for SpaceX is hypothetical because I don't work for them and I don't have any inside information, but I've worked at places and I think their major hurdles to overcome will be balanced within the organization. You know, think about how fast SpaceX is able to, to turn around these rockets. Never mind that they've been around for only a decade. When you hear from people that work at SpaceX, you hear of 60-hour workweek averages and Elon Musk sleeping on the floor of his office and not leaving work. How long can you keep people working well for 60 to 80 hours a week? Is morale down? Are there communication breakdowns where some teams aren't talking with other teams? These are the kinds of things that I think a company like SpaceX is going through. How hard can you get everyone to work and still accomplish the impossible? So on one side of the balance, we have NASA that creates big projects like the SLS, but are unable to finish it on time or under budget and within budget. And then we have SpaceX, who is working on multiple projects at the same time and has the potential to run itself and its employees too thin. For me, the next few months this summer, really, will be crucial for SpaceX. Starlink is underway. Falcon Heavy continues commercial launches. Starship seems more complicated than they intended. And Crew Dragon needs major attention to make sure this anomaly is resolved. If too many more projects get complicated, I fear the SpaceX team will get overworked and imbalanced and not able to work at the level that they need to succeed with all of this. Overwork can bring more chances for failure or slip-ups. Best case, this will result in delays. Worst case... This can result in mission failure and really mess up the momentum of space progress. I have belief that SpaceX and the people working for them will figure it out. They've done it before. I mean, they wouldn't have gotten all this work done in a decade if they weren't the people they are, if they, if they didn't have the, the minds necessary to pull this kind of thing off. And all we can do is watch and observe this summer in this amazing summer of space. There's a lot to come, and it's very exciting. So thank you for hanging out for another episode of Today in Space as we talk about the balance of human spaceflight. We have a busy five years coming up in the race to the moon by NASA. And in the meantime, we have companies like SpaceX and Blue Origin now uh, working on sending humans back to space on American spacecraft, but also developing critical technology for missions to the moon and eventually Mars. This is a fascinating time for space science, and we still have the rest of 2019 to get through. So thank you for sticking with us for another episode. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and YouTube if you haven't already. I'm back to the drawing board with a new way to get content, as you can see here, and, and get it out more regularly, so look out for that. Let us know what you think by hitting us up on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Today in Space Pod. My own personal Twitter at ELGR3CO, that's El Greco. You can also email us at todayinspacepodcast at gmail.com and feel free to let me know any topics you'd like me to cover. 
Don't forget, you can get a free audiobook and trial with Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash todayinspace. This week, I recommend Failure is Not an Option by Gene Kranz. It's one of my favorite space industry books and showcases from Gene's perspective what the early days of NASA were like, from the early development years to the Apollo era, and importantly, the time of Apollo 11 and Apollo 13. Two drastically different mission outcomes that NASA had to deal with. If you're a space geek, you will love this, especially if you're fascinated by what working at NASA must have been like at that time. Gene Kranz's book does a great job of making you feel like you're in the command center with him and the team. I think right now SpaceX is in this failure is not an option mode right now, and it's a perfect time to get caught up on, on what that moment in space history was like, the, the, the early days of space history was like. Plus, this audiobook will make another great addition to your toolbox that you'll need to survive traffic in and out of work. Look, it stinks. But you can go to audibletrial.com slash todayinspace to get your first free book and audio trial. That's audibletrial.com slash todayinspace. And then the podcast is also brought to you by AG3D Printing, bringing your ideas into reality with 3D printing. We're a 3D printing idea workshop. I've said 3D printing a lot. Where you come to us with a 3D model or an idea and we can help you leverage 3D design and 3D printing to bring an idea into reality. Want to test an idea you think could sell really well if you just got it into people's hands? Want a really cool 3D printed object you found online? Or maybe you're a college student working on a project and all the 3D printers at school are always full? Head over to ag3d-printing.com to get a free quote or email us at ag3d.engineering at gmail.com to get started. You can also learn about 3D printing from us as well. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and our projects blog at ag3d-printing.com to see how we're using 3D printing. That way you can begin learning how to 3D print at home for yourself. We've got a lot of new content up right now, so go check it out just setting up a camera on the weekends and sharing the projects I have going on. So make sure to join in and say hi. That's all I got for this episode of the All Things Space Science podcast. I hope you spread love and spread science. Have a great week, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today in Space.